0: Today on Talk About That, John gives a history lesson about the president who locked up his critics and gets some new pen pals for his birthday. Meanwhile, I ponder freedom of speech and hypersensitivity in comedy and elsewhere. Also a conversation about negativity and whether people can become more positive or are just wired one way or the other. Today's episode is not sponsored by Allo Governor, the British treatment for sunburns. Happy New Year.
1: It's a new year, Johnny. A new you. Don't talk about that. <laughs> it's not. It's no. not a, It's not a new you? No. I don't think it's the same old me. You know, I always, as pastors have this, this time of year, it's like this weird time. Someone already asked me, like, so what's your new series going to be about? Like, New Year, New You. Like, you know, there's New a,
0: Year's revolution. Uh,
1: <laughs> and I fought it. Like, I, I am preaching Sunday on January the 2nd. Okay. And, which this will come out January 3rd. But, and you know, I'm kind of Great like- Great
0: sermon, by the way. I'm,
1: thank you did you. a great job. Oh, thank you so much. I worked so hard. I I'm kind of railing back. I'm fighting back against the counterculture against New Year's resolution sermons. So you're going against the backlash,
0: right? The backlash is
1: every don't hear, year. Don't
0: set goals because you're not going to meet them. Right. right. And the pastors all.
1: Well, here we go again. Another now it's a new opportunity for your life, and, and you know, and it's like, hey, you know what? It is a new opportunity for your okay. life. Like, this is one of those... You should be doing that but all that's the not time. An
0: revolution. That's, that's not anti-resolution. An that's just saying, like, when pastors take advantage of, like, a moment in the zeitgeist to kind of, like, well, it's almost whatever. We need to take advantage of this moment and let's preach a sermon on it. People roll their eyes like, oh, of course, here we go. We're going to get encouraged. It's like,
1: yeah, we need to be encouraged. Yeah, no kidding. Have you seen yourselves? <laughs> I don't know if you know, the world's kind of falling apart. Yeah. I I am. I'm taking taking New Year's as it now. I am overwhelmed right now in my mind by all the things I think I need to do to make myself a better person in 2022. I read
0: a thing today, and it was a tweet about, it said something to the idea of don't set a resolution. If you set resolutions that are based on, like, a goal, when you reach that goal, you lose steam. But when you set, like, a resolution about, like, becoming who you really are like i'm really i'm not in other words like if i go i need to lose weight well when i lose that weight i have this like <sighs> moment right. or i get discouraged when i don't reach that number and i give up but if i just go like i'm tired of being a, i don't feel like a fat person i feel like i'm you know this is like a an imposter yeah you know, that i'm walking around I, I need to become i need to become my best self then that i if you think it's part of your identity it's easier for you to maintain a goal i don't know yeah, no, that's that's true. I really try. You know me. You're trying to unlock a side of yourself that is better, versus I want to train and you know lose 20 pounds. And then when you lose the 20 pounds, you're like, "Whew! Well, I did that. What's next?" And then you just whatever. You
1: I've need. done it now enough times yeah. at my age that now because that happened. It's it harder to me.
0: though the older you get. If it you're, it, if you're it talking is about weight loss, which everybody you know tries to lose weight. The but first not
1: just that. weight loss. But I, I think there were times in life where I was like that. Felt I felt more. I felt healthier being in control of that as a norm. Yeah, that that was a good feeling. That right. I didn't I didn't have to to sit down at the meal and go, "Oh, I have to eat this entire quarter pounder and all the fries." You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. okay, I don't have to do that. Like when you get back in control of, I don't have to do that. Right? It's okay. I've had those before. I've tasted them before. I, I don't have to have every single bit of it again. Because there's those those sort of subtle lies inside of you, and the food's just one example. Same thing for me spiritually right now. I'm. I want to. I mean, like you. <laughs> I need encouragement. I can tell that. Like one of my goals for 2022 is is to continually access the places of my spiritual life where joy is produced because that is, I feel like, a fruit that's lacking in me um, for whatever reason in the last year to two. And that may sound like, oh, of course it is. We're all, but I'm kind of like, hey yeah. guys, the whole point of the gospel is I'm supposed to be joyful in all circumstances. So I, I find it in pockets, but I, I would like to pursue the things that allow me to not lose it so easily also in the circumstances of day-to-day. So that's – but how do you know when you have joy, Johnny? And can you say joy without going, Joey? Yeah. Like a, Jesus
0: every, others you, Johnny. Oh, my goodness.
1: You know what I was thinking of the other day? I've yeah. told you this before. My great uncle, who was a preacher, mm-hmm. he would preach on uh, the way to pray is through Acts, okay. like the book of the Bible. Hold hey, on a
0: second. Hold on. Here we go.
1: Um, ask? No. No, that's not where you begin. John, if you begin uh, by asking, well, what God, you can't thinking, honor. What's
0: the A? Uh, adore, adoration? God. There you go. Okay. A, adoration. Then, um, oh, this one should be the easiest one.
1: C. Call? <laughs> call them up. Tell him you play, what you want. Place a call to the uh, Lord? Confession. Confession. So that's getting rid of the... John, you got to get rid of the sin. Okay. And then T... Come I on! Know. I don't know. Thanksgiving. Okay. And then S. This is the harder one. Supplication.
0: supplication. <laughs> you have got the two hard ones. I knew that. I knew the Christianese word.
1: <laughs> Let us make supplication, shall we? And I kind of like roll my eyes at that. The other day I was thinking, you know what? That's actually not a bad. Still yeah. not a bad little acronym. I mean, it, I don't know. Yeah. It works, I suppose. But I don't know. How do you feel about formalizing spiritual things? Like, do you? I think we like get mnemonic too far. devices. Yeah. Like, how do you? How do you? Do you think it's like? Oh man, that's. Yeah, I roll my eyes at that, but then I go.
0: There's a reason we do that because it's just it's just reminders, right? Just you know, reminders. I don't know. I guess. Oh, yeah, I think it would be cooler if it spelled out something that wasn't also a biblical word. Yeah, you know? like, like word. cars. Just like they didn't have cars in the Bible, but yeah, that's my prayer mnemonic <laughs> device. <laughs> I cast my cares on Him. I, I ask-, ask for forgiveness. And I, I remember how good he is. And then supplication. <laughs> the last one's just... <laughs> last one's always supplication. <laughs> always supplication. It always has to be a plural word. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I, I'm i finding myself becoming more cynical
0: about my cynicism. Okay. Like I'm now... I'm going, wait a second. You're, it's a backlash against cynicism. I'm backlashing... Maybe the whole culture will do that.
1: I'm like, maybe I'm being too cynical about this. Maybe I should question that.
0: I think that... I'm interested to see what'll happen with... I was thinking about... Um, Political correctness, or over you know, like hypersensitivity um, to things, or being offended on on behalf of other people, which is like a real thing, right. you know, that I see in comedy. Like if you have a, a joke about race, not a racist joke, but it's just about race. Yeah, you see, if you're in a room of white people, you get a totally different reaction than if you're in a room with that's a diverse crowd. Yeah, um, I have a comedian friend Brian Bates, and he does a joke about. Uh, being like a super white guy or whatever. And I can't remember what the exact bit is, but if he does it in a room with no black people in it, it goes very differently. It's very tight yeah. because white people get offended on behalf of black people. And I wonder, all that said, I wonder if there's going to be a backlash against that backlash, against that sensitivity. And I don't want the pendulum to swing all, all the other way. I do, I've do. i told, talked about this before, that I do believe that there are certain jokes that are just like, they're tired like old, you know, racial tropes that were in comedy acts in right. the 70s and 80s, like they needed to go away. They're just tired now. It's not just a matter of like, that offends me to my core. No, it's just, it's not funny anymore. Right. But I do think that like, it'll be interesting to see. <laughs> I wasn't counting on that sound.
1: <laughs> There's a party happening next door. That's not a euphemism. And we were like, oh, we won't hear
0: it. Yeah, I and someone like, just drug a table across the floor for about that.
1: thirty seconds. I have a
0: feeling like I heard that. It was like the the chair in Men in Black when he scoots the chair over <laughs> to take the test, or scoots the table over. I'm just gonna leave this because I want I want to see if it shows up in the recording. Sorry, go ahead. Anyway, I, I do. I just, I'm just interested to see, and I'm not one of those guys because political correctness is one of those things that it's a it's become a word that just means what you want it to mean. Right. Like we're so politically incorrect, I can't make my horrible joke anymore, and you're just like, no, that joke needed to go away. But I'm interested to see, like, the hypersensitivity on behalf of other people who would not be offended if they were here. I'm interested to see if there's a backlash against that where we go, what are we doing? We're throwing away – like, cause we're yeah. – here's what's happening now. We got so sensitive uh, as – in Christian culture, we put, you know, warning labels and everything and we – whatever. We had, like, our own version of – we had our own counterculture. Yeah. You know. Right. And so – now censorship has come to get us. Like I really feel like there's a censorship has just like come to bite us. Like the the snake ate its own tail kind of a thing. Yeah. So I'm interested to see like if that happens on the other side where we're like, "Oh, what are we doing?" Cuz it's like now you see people on the far right they're burning books. Like, yeah. They're they're getting rid of books in libraries because they might have like a a thing in history that makes us all look bad. So we're like, "Well, we know we can't have that." It's like that's what Hitler did. Yeah. Like what are we going to shake ourselves and go like it's words? Like, what are we doing?
1: I think that there's a cycle. Interestingly enough, uh, I'm sure you've heard of the Alien and Sedition Acts that happened in the. Uh, oh, the course. Of course, the, <laughs> the
0: late 18th century. <laughs> sedition could be the S too
1: on the end of the no. Sedition, yeah. Uh, but interestingly enough, like when John Adams was president, yeah. Wait, wait, I remember it. Right. I mean, it was like it was yesterday, and he was he was sort of a. Um, he was sort of a temperamental guy. Like he was just, it was constantly, it, he was, he was outraged all the time. Like he, he was really known for these sort of tantrums yeah. in office with his staff. And so I
0: would be as a president. I'd be known <laughs> for my tantrums
1: <laughs> and Adams. Uh, somebody wrote some bad stuff about him yeah. and like they went to jail for like six months because oh, the, really? the Alienist edition acts were passed at a time.
0: Again, it was, it was, Talk about a snowflake. Well, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, we talk about, like, oh, well, you're so like sensitive, but good grief. I think I'd just be known as a president that cried a lot. Man, he cried a lot. Gosh. (laughs) What was the deal? (laughs) He just broke
1: down. I've 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 probably not told you this story. My niece, who is now 21, just graduated uh, college with her MBA. And so, Kendall, my niece, when she was real little, they were in church. And they were, they kept talking about Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. And she, I mean, she was probably two. Yeah. Of course she, and she didn't have a low volume. Two year olds don't have a low right. volume. So she goes, of course she's super country as well. These little kids in yeah. cookville, you know, so my kids sound super country too. Not just cookville, but she, she just piped up in the middle of the service and goes, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. What's Jesus crying about? What's he so sad about? So she just starts like this whole diatribe, and the whole congregation just lost it, you know? So every time
0: I hear someone... oh, wow, she thought Jesus was crying. Jesus
1: cries. What's the deal? <laughs> like, so.
0: Anyway. In a, in a way, in a manger, he's not supposed to cry. That's That's our... That's how we've like No crying he makes. No crying he makes like that makes Jesus more holy because he didn't cry as a baby. I never understood that line.
1: I know that people love Little Drummer Boy, and I know lots of jokes and memes and things are made about it, but it really is the most ridiculous song ever written. I I can't I can't the ox and lamb kept time, Johnny.
0: Oh did they? I think a drummer wrote that song for sure. (laughs) Had to be like drummers traditionally feel very unappreciated. Yeah. It's one of the things like if you take up drums. You need another – like, you need accompaniment, generally. Yeah. You don't just go in and drum right. somewhere. So I think a drummer was just like, oh, yeah? I drummed for Jesus. <laughs> like, he made this narrative where, you know, and like it, a fantasy. And Mary allowed it. Right. And
1: and the baby smiled, uh-huh. a newborn. And the the animals kept time with it. And I just – it's like a little band. I can't family figure out band. what we love about this song. Like, I can't figure out why the logic of it doesn't cause us to go, wait a second. I mean, I don't know. I don't think
0: it was the, it's like the widow's mite. It was his only gift. Yeah. Was just clanging he, on now, stuff. Yeah, I do I like the one line, the one line of the whole song. I'm a poor, I'm boy, a poor too. boy
1: too. That one yeah. does get me. Yeah. yeah. That That's the gospel right there. Yeah. yeah. That maybe there was a little boy who, yeah, identified with Jesus because he came. To identify with him mm-hmm. and with you, Johnny, and with you, listener, and that's our show.
0: Okay, so um, I go back to John Adams. I'm yeah, sorry. John Adams, and so that was a really long rabbit trail for you for us. It was. Yeah, we ended up at Little Drummer Boy from John Adams. But back then, yeah, you could
1: during the time where those part of the deal was is we were we had a we raised our first standing army under Alexander Hamilton. Okay, who was a general, the Inspector General. I've heard about him from the play. And yeah. <laughs> And Washington was actually the commander of the – so after the presidency, Washington was actually the commanding general of the new standing army. There was no standing army. Okay. Like during peacetime. But because the French Revolution and Napoleon and all the things were happening, there was this great fear that we were going to be attacked by the French. Uh, Yeah, well-founded fear. Right. And Jefferson and Madison and all those guys were French sympathizers. And so that was the huge – like the two political parties that had not yet emerged quite – were divided between North and South, Federalist Republicans. I mean they were parties officially, but Federalist Republicans. And the Republicans sided with France and the French Revolution and the Federalists were against it. They were sided with England. Yeah. And they didn't want us to to divide ourselves into an, a European war. So but understand they're in the middle of that they passed these laws over the very thing this is back to that whole question of will this cycle? Yes, it will cycle. Yeah. So they said, "Hey, this is too much," you know, because there were so many newspapers out there that were completely partisan,
0: right, and just making up printing, printing disinformation.
1: Just complete misinformation left and right. Right. And so they were like, "Hey, if you do that, you know, if you speak if you speak ill of someone without evidence basically, uh-huh. then that could be illegal now because it's threatening national security." Mm-hmm. And so, but eventually, Obviously, those go against uh, the Bill of Rights written right. by Madison. The freedom, so,
0: freedom of the press. So the,
1: the absolute just
0: tension. The freedom to Yeah, the freedom to editorialize against the president versus the president's right not to have lies printed about him that could cause yeah. a revolution. Yeah. Because like, we know this from January 6th. If you believe it, yep. enough people, all it takes is enough people to believe something, and they'll just go. Yep, They'll think that it's the end of the world, and they got to go do this. They'll think it's their, you know. It's their duty. Somebody sent me, and I,
1: I'll just be very vague. Somebody sent me an article this week from the CDC, yeah, saying that masks don't work. Mm-hmm. And the URL was like www.nc.cdc.gov. Oh, okay. North they, Carolina. Center I don't know what Disney. it was, no, but I'm just but they had taken even this. It was a spoof website, not CDC. <laughs> might as well be and they had taken like that when you I I put the two websites side by side Yeah, they They had taken the header the whole thing Uh all the disclaimers but you go okay shouldn't that be illegal because this person and how many how many times did that spread it was it's
0: like I want that to be wrong I want that to be illegal and yet, I don't know where that that it goes. If you make that kind of thing illegal, where does it lead?
1: Exactly, it has to cycle. It's like though. what happened
0: on Facebook with all the disinformation and the surrounding stories about the election and all the things. It's like even in 2016, you know, when we think there might have been whatever Russian involvement or whatever, and uh, you know, our enemies, other countries, were like, you know, Trojan horses in here. Like, right? You want that to stop, but you go. But then, like, where does it end? It's it's a really, like you said, it's a very tough tension that we have to live in. Right. I don't think you should
1: make it illegal, but I do think you should make it maybe, well, maybe maybe the word
0: is maybe. it's like they won't print the retraction on page one when it is wrong. Right. That's, that's the it, sucky part. That's what I'm
1: saying. It's not a victimless crime.
0: People can still go, yeah, but I read an article, so that's they base a belief on it, and then the belief becomes so rigid that even when you show them that the underlying reason for that belief was wrong. The belief is so set now. It's now set. Yeah, yeah. That's really, that sucks. Yeah. I mean, and I they, think we all have those things probably. We have those internal biases that, you know, you might have gotten. I mean, we've talked about that, you know, growing up in fundamentalism. It's like some of those things, there was good intent even, and there's a, like a kernel of truth in them. Yeah. But because now you look back and there's so much rotten around it, you go, you're having to, like, second guess all. It's weird. I'm reading a book called Live No Lies
1: by John Mark Comer. It's a huge book right now, and I'm not going to quote him exactly because I don't remember the exact quote. But he basically defines a lie as – a good lie, at least
0: mm-hmm.
1: – as, like, taking 10 percent of the truth and making it the whole truth. Oh, yeah. Like, that's really – a good
0: lie always has a right. lot of truth That's kind of what it. propaganda is. Yeah. It's like a a half-truth you know, yeah. or less, and you, yeah, you twist it. You make it now the whole thing. Uh-huh. Like this
1: is the whole thing. You, you take out the context of the rest right. of it. It's exactly. like majoring
0: on the minors we've talked about before. Like how sometimes we major on the minors. Yeah, you know, you take something that's like should be. Yeah, it's part of the story. No, it's the whole story. Right. It's taking part of the story, and making the whole story. Right. I mean, it's
1: the whole. Again, it's the the Garden of Eden. It's the. Did God say you should eat that fruit? Yeah, God did say I shouldn't eat that fruit. Okay. So that part was true. Mm-hmm. He did he took the, the, the major thing. Okay, but then you start adding to it well what God didn't say. You you get into all of those yeah. things. That that's a big question for me always. Like I was having a conversation with someone biblically about some issues the other day and I said, look, what what gets me on this is not what the Bible says, it's what the Bible doesn't say that we're implying, like or history doesn't say. Mm-hmm. So if we're gonna take this viewpoint towards this particular issue. If we look back and see that the second century church didn't take that viewpoint and they, so we, we can say that these words are translatable into English into different things in the way we translate them from the original languages. I'm down for that. But the people who knew what the translations meant, we have no record of them All translating right. them in the way that we're trying to do in the modern age. Right. So you're saying, oh, yeah, this could have meant this, this, and this. Great. But to the but for the history that we have of the church, it didn't mean that to the people who this right. wasn't 2,000 years removed. Yeah. And so which, what they didn't say, we don't have record that they did interpret it this way, that I think also speaks into the narrative a little bit of how we reinterpret things today. So, yes, patriarchy and a lot of things. I mean, the Middle Ages and, and, and the Crusades and there's all kinds of abuses, absolutely, of of the scriptures over time, American slavery, such abuses to it. But if we look back, though, at, at those who were not far removed from what it would have meant to them, how did they interpret this? I yeah. think that's at least a has to be a variable. Has to be the only variable, but a variable into the equation of how we take a look at modern through modern eyes at
0: ancient things. So, John, wow, it's beautiful. Uh, so I got you a present. But it's, it's just a that's just a hard just a hard turn into the well present. no the reason I wanted because we talk about it, how we look at through ancient eyes and all that stuff so I got you I get the, 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 there's a box on your desk that is your birthday present but I got you a Christmas present too you because me. you always get you always get one present and it's like every Christmas in but we talked about that I did not want to do that this year so see so you, I got you a Christmas present that's also a birthday present no I got you a Christmas present and then comma. Oxford comma, a birthday present as well. And they're both in that box? No, no. I'm going to send you what I got you because uh, it'll be arriving soon. I'm going to send you, and you can read it, what it is. Hold on. Stand by, John. going Guys, good. this is happening in real time. It is. It's okay. This is why we need a producer probably, but. No, no, no. You'd lose the you don't whole think,
1: feel of this. You don't
0: want Okay. Look, look at your phone. I'm going to send you a. Okay. And you got to read what this is. Is it a text or an email? It's a, it's a link. And then just go to the site. Is it a text or an email?
1: Okay, oh, it's a I text. It. It's a I'm text. sorry.
0: Yeah, it's okay. Uh, the so, number, okay. Yeah, so open it up. And, and this is, I think this is right. This is, if there ever was a per you know, John's one of those guys, by the way, listeners, that you can't get for anything for him because he's the man who has everything. Wow. But this is the thing I knew. There's no way John would either buy this for himself, he's probably never heard of it. I've never heard of it And this is the perfect gift for John And that- I even asked Laura I go, John, do you think I said, Laura, do you think this will be okay for John? She's like, you gotta get this It's perfect
1: Okay, is this Christmas or birthday?
0: This is your This is Christmas Your okay. birthday's in the box Okay Cause my Christmas didn't, I didn't get you I anything I think, I can't remember I didn't get you I,
1: anything for Christmas
0: I didn't, John, We don't do that every year And my birthday is not until June, so I usually get you something for your birthday It's fine I It's usually like one of the books you wrote Here's <laughs> <laughs> a
1: signed copy <laughs> How about for Christmas? Yeah. Cuz we're going to go watch the game today. It's not
0: about this is not about trying to outdo each other. No, I just wanted to be thoughtful this year. Yeah, but that means I'm not thoughtful. So just tell the listeners what it is that cuz I, I want they're not a sponsor but I think it's such a cool thing. It's called letter joy. Letter joy. Give the gift of weekly historic letters from figures like Benjamin Franklin,
1: Clara Barton, and George S. Patton. Timely topics receive monthly themes including Supreme Court battles, birth of the automobile, and Civil War spies. Each week's letter explores the month's theme from a new angle, a classic experience featuring fine cotton paper or parchment and a real stamp. Yeah. An experience that iPhones can't match. Wow, interesting. Interesting. The context to dig deeper. Every letter, joy letter, comes with background information to contextualize it and to help you explore important events from a new angle. I neat. am freaking out about it. It's this. so
0: cool. So like, and it's something you can like do with Sadie too, because she can learn about history this way. Wow. So you get these real, let- they real letters from history. Wow. And you get one every week. Primary focus is American history, sixteen hundred to nineteen sixty. Mm. <sighs> we call that the John Driver era. <laughs> Let's wrap your alley, bro. It's true. Those are those are the yeah. Those are the John Driver years.
1: I am.
0: It's very exciting, Johnny. I'm very so. Very I, excited. You, you're, I got you six months. Wow. So that's um. That's a lot of letters.
1: That's a lot of letters. It's a lot of money too. I'm looking at that. No, price it's fine. Here.
0: And so you're gonna get. So you can make a little scrapbook, maybe. I don't know what you want to do. I'll Keep just, them.
1: I'll keep a folder.
0: Yeah, keep a little folder. A little folder. I want to slip in like a a letter of my own just to. <laughs> mix it up, you know. This is from me from the
1: future, like a Dwight yeah. thing. Yeah, like start, yeah. Well, thanks, Johnny. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm moved and and highly pleased. And, you know, the thing is, one of the things that I'm going to be doing in the new year, because uh-huh. I know we're teasing, we're going to add a video element probably by February. But the other thing I'm probably going to do is start writing a weekly newsletter. So, slash blog. Yeah, You know what I'm saying, kind of thing. And so, that'd be an interesting thing, because I'm always looking for topics I'm
0: going to write about there like, you go. Imagine that. But like, well, we're not going to send weekly letters to people with stamps and things. No, no, no. People don't do that anymore. You'll have to subscribe. That'd be
1: something. Once I have the... You already shot down my uh, my first name of it, the oh, first brand. I'm sorry. The Algorithm and Blues. <laughs> so, uh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all
1: right, so I have to open this other box, too. you to open the other box. This is, this is uh, embarrassing because, again, I have you nothing. John, it's not about that. It is about that. Okay, you know? Do you understand t- how Listen, loyalists? Were. We all
0: know how great of a year I had, and oh, all entertainers had. Okay, I don't have a knife. Uh, I don't have a knife. Um, maybe it'll just peel. Okay, guys, this is happening. I'm unboxing while I talk in the microphone. This uh, now, this person is not a sponsor, but is a dear friend, uh, and uh, we've talked about him before on the show, and I've had this, I've had this for you for months and months. But I was saving it. It's quite for your, got for your a lot of birthday Peanuts. slash Christmas. Oh, so okay. this is my friend uh, Larry Marshall with uh, Foothills Collectives, who makes uh, repurposed lamps. Nice. And uh, so yeah, this is one of his paint see, can. It's one of his paint can lamps. Paint can lamp. It's a UT too. It's a little quart paint can, wow. and it's a touch lamp with a little Edison bulb on it. Wow. And, uh so go to Foothills Collective. Yeah. On Instagram or whatever, and I can't remember his Etsy store wow. name, but uh, you can search him on Etsy Fiddles Collective and uh, and part of his uh, proceeds go to the support missions work. So he's a great guy and a uh, tremendous guy. So,
1: so I'm taking. And pick- I, it's
0: weird to make it it's kind of a it's kind of a design choice when you give somebody a lamp. So I know that you and Laura have a very specific style, so you don't have to like feel like you got to like put the lamp at some place of honor in your home. Well, but I think it's pretty cool. I, I think it's know. an office lamp. Yeah, maybe that's where you're I'm here a lot right. right now, so I will enjoy it. I like it. it's a three-way touch lamp. See, so yeah, every time you touch the can it gets brighter or dimmer or whatever so. Yeah. I think you'll dig it. Anyway, Foothills Collective uh, not a sponsor but uh dear friend and uh, I've bought many many lamps from
1: Unbelievable, him. Unbelievable, man. Over
0: the years and uh he's a good guy.
1: I so really so yeah, check yeah, him I'm, out. I'm
0: taking pictures right now. I'll have to post uh to socials. Well, you got to plug it in and light it up if you're going to post a real light picture up. of it. You got to light that thing up. Um anyway, I'll have to find them Hold now on. we're off track because we did like an opening thing on no. a radio show no one well, can that, see again
1: this is why we need to have the video component it's true like could you imagine how excited people would be right now
0: to see a lamp work
1: yeah, yeah. i love it johnny thank so, you so much yeah. man.
0: wow do you know how old i am that's the question you are 42 years old 43 43 i thought i was
1: 42 as well but my, my okay, wife so I knew you
0: were five years behind me but i guess you're four and a half years behind me yeah
1: my wife reminded five, me. Years. I thought I was going to be forty-two, and so. I lost a whole year there. Your so. mom had to remind you. No, my wife oh, had to wife. remind me. Yeah, and so the the truth is, I am forty-three, and so. Well, I don't know what forty-three doesn't have. Like forty-five feels like it has significance, you know. But now it
0: doesn't I, I can tell you it doesn't at all. It is not nothing changed. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just. I, mean, I, I think know. it has significance to people on the outside. It's how you feel, John.
1: Well, I hope that's, that's not, not the case. That's yeah. not helping. No, it's I'm like saying sett- the,
0: there was an old Seinfeld where uh, George breaks up with somebody, I think, and then Seinfeld says something like, uh, "Well, the best revenge is living well," and he goes, "Well, there's no chance of that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So no, it, it's how you. It's you're only as old as you feel, and that's not a big help. Well, again, so. I just don't one of those people that speaks as if I'm old. Yeah. I think that's the problem. Well, when you say you're, when you say you feel old around someone who's in their 60s, then they just look at you like, like, why are you? Yeah, you're being, you're an idiot. Yeah. Well, my grandma, my
1: grandmother is 90, excuse me, 89. And she's, she's slowing down a bit after my papa passed, you know, but still though, like, there's a, there's a spunk to her. Yeah. probably gets her into trouble as I well want, i want
0: to have a spunk yeah but
1: yeah I, I look at that spunk and go man i i want to have that sort of
0: drive you know like you're not taking me down life you know what i'm saying like right. it's a real like a there's a difference though you want to have like a sassy old age without being like a grouch right like or just like a problem like you don't want to be able to like i don't know there's an interesting thing i don't know how i'm going to strike it's a, it's that balance. You know,
1: like I kind of, I don't want to be trouble for Sadie when I'm old, but then I also want to be like the person who is still kicking, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's probably going to cause her trouble. I think
0: you're going to be a problem.
1: You think it's going to happen probably?
0: Yeah.
1: See, I don't, I hate being trouble for people. Like I hate that idea. Yeah, but that's pride, right? Oh, it's absolutely. Well. Because you're like, I don't want to be a burden. I don't know if it's pride or if it's like
0: one i know i have an only because you want to be able to like fend for yourself and so you don't want in other words you don't want to accept care from other people and that's pride because you want to be able to like be self-sustaining
1: i don't know if it's that
0: i see a lot of sin (laughs) in what you're talking about (laughs) i'm sure you do (laughs) let's talk about it
1: i think for me it's a i know like she doesn't have any siblings to share the burden with kind of thing so part of me like hey you know Yes, you can take care of me also, I'm gonna try to put away
0: if I can for this you know long term care whatever. Oh, no I'm gonna be no help. you'll outlive me, so I'll, oh, be, Johnny, I'll be long gone. no
1: you're you're so uh, much healthier than me right now uh, no, no John. oh dude i'm I literally have prayed a few times, like give me the health of Johnny, <laughs> uh God, don't let me have a heart attack before I start exercising again, like you know what I'm saying like i'm yeah. I'm not eating well, I'm yeah. eating badly, yeah, um. And it's not good. So I'm not sleeping well. So mm-hmm. and it's fine. But see, how much am I contributing to the negative health by thinking like that?
0: It's interesting. You know what i Don't, what don't they, 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 they have studies about that kind of thing? Like people who think positively recover from diseases faster, et cetera?
1: <sighs> I don't know. See, for a six, that's a horrible thing. Yeah. You want me to change the way I'm wired and suddenly start oh, thinking right. positively, you know? But that's kind of what the gospel does, though. Johnny, it does tell us ways to. I, I can choose positive
0: today, yeah, and I do. You can. Uh, what what is it? Can... Count it all joy, and you can think on these things, <sighs> and all that kind of thing. Yeah, cast down every whatever. Yeah, but see,
1: I get this is so. This is you're right. You're, you're like coming into the fulcrum of where my struggles are right all now. Right, so sure. welcome, welcome to the fulcrum. Yeah, um, it's a it's a to think and speak positively. At some point, begins to sound. I'm not saying that it is, I'm telling you where my darks, my yeah. dark shadow side, shadow self. I read things thing this morning, like what, what we're really trying to do is to not live in the shadow self. Yeah. <laughs> my shadow self goes, that's not realistic. Yeah. You're being, you're putting your head in the sand. Uh-huh. You're
0: uh, being inauthentic. Okay. It's disingenuous for you. Right. You're almost living a lie if you right. live in positive, with a positive, like look around, it's awful. Yeah. Right.
1: And it's kind of like when someone does something rude to me, and then they just want to continue the interaction as if it didn't happen. Yeah. That's, sup- that's more offensive, that's than, offensive. The, than, than the rudeness to me.
0: Like I, I think the older I get, though, I am not... Because uh, I used to be that way. I'd be like, positive people, what are they doing? Now I'm like, I'm at least not suspicious of positive people. I admire it. Like, there's an old quote that says, when I was young, I admired clever people. And now when I'm old, I admire kind people. I think when I see somebody who's kind or positive or finds the good in things, I'm like, what do they know that I don't know? I'm not like immediately irritated by it like I used to be.
1: I'm irritated when a kind person hasn't, <clears throat> when in my estimation, they've not
0: actually taken in what's going on around them. Okay, sure. Yeah, if there is, yeah. If it's just like,
1: a la, 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 I don't watch the news, la, la, right. la, 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 I'm just happy. Yeah, there happy. used to be a bit you about know?
0: that, Somebody, a friend of mine has a bit about that, about like when you go on a road trip with someone and you get like two flat tires and they go, well, this is an adventure. <laughs> and you're like, no, it's not. It's awful. Yeah, so speaking <laughs> of my wife. We're going to be murdered.
1: My wife, who's a better person than me in every sense of the word, you know this to be true, uh-huh. she took me downtown for my birthday to this nice hotel called Dream Nashville, Yeah. So it's down right, literally, it's in Printer's Alley. So kind of a
0: cool spot in Nashville. Restaurants all around. And we've never been. Have you been to Fifth and Broad? Uh, Yeah, a couple times. But not uh, like to hang out. I've just been to the Apple store there and walked by and see all the hubbub. We've never been through there. But it's like this huge development right across the street from...
1: Bridgestone. Yeah. Like multi-floors. I think there's 200 restaurants in there. Yeah, it's Shops
0: everywhere. It's like You could stay there all day every all day, day for yeah. 7 days and still not do everything there. It's there.
1: like our tiny Times Square for Nashville right, in terms it is. of yeah, spot to go shop, eat, whatever. And and I'm talking like You can eat inside, outside, but the the eating part of it, the three levels of eating different restaurants, almost like a food court, but all the stuff's in the middle.
0: Uh Uh-huh. And it's not a food court because everything's a million dollars. Oh, yeah. It's all the, the, like, high-priced (laughs) Nashville. There's no corn dog on a stick. Everything is like a $30 (laughs) cheeseburger.
1: It's all the cool Nashville stuff, you know. And then there's stages everywhere where you can do little, you know, artists can play and all this. Anyway, so then we went down yesterday after that and and hung out. It was great. But the night of my birthday... Uh Like we had this one umbrella, and we go out walking to. Well, first of all, we went in and we were we were already noticing the hotel, the restaurant in the hotel that, that they were they were grossly understaffed. Yeah, and so we were like, this is not going to work out well if we eat here. So we found that there was um, there was there were reservations available on Open Table for another restaurant really close It has really good ratings. Okay, nice Nashville. It's called uh, Church and Union. Okay. And mm-hmm. so, or is it Union and Church? I think it's Church and Union. And so we're literally at Church Street near Union. Like, we're we're right there. So the name has to be, and it says we're like 300 feet away. Yeah. So we go out and start kind of walking around and check out Printer's Alley. And there's not a lot of people there, you know, but we're walking around and we're seeing it. And, and, and we're like, well, let's go to the restaurant. It's probably time. So we walk to the restaurant and we can't find it. And so we begin to immediately we discovered in New York. You know, sometimes we have T-Mobile. I'm not trying to dog T-Mobile. <sighs> they're not a sponsor. I'll say that. I'm never tell you will, that. They will never be a sponsor. They're going to have to really up their game if they want to be a sponsor because their commercials are straight lies. As we far as I can tell, take their money
0: if they want to be a sponsor. But behind their back, we're going to be dogging. Like if
1: you work for T-Mobile and you're listening to this, I just want you to know you're part of the problem.
0: No, no, you're not. You're not putting up the Rise towers. Up. Or stuff. But, oh,
1: sorry. But... <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just gonna tell you as a customer, I could not be less happy with the service I have. I get service. Maybe there's nowhere. somewhere maybe nowhere. there's
0: somewhere that T Mobile is like really powerful and the towers are good and we just have a bad situation. But I know Mount Juliet in particular is awful. Mount Juliet and where I take my kid to school out. I don't know how they sell phones because we have a T Mobile office, like a T Mobile like sales center or yeah. whatever, whatever you want to call it, T Mobile store. People go in there. And you're firing up your new phone, and you've got no service. I don't know how you walk out of there with that phone. Yeah, which one was it that allows you to take the phone home for a few days and check it out? Maybe it's Verizon or somebody
1: because they're <laughs> confident yeah. that you're going to be like, "Oh, I get great service." Like I lose calls. I have. To, I know where all the dead spots are, which I know is pretty normal for people. Like, yeah. but there's a lot. Often in my own house, yeah, I have to no, go to when an airplane. Spot,
0: when you have dead spots in your house, it's no good. But
1: sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. It's like, oh, wait, I have to now go to airplane mode and have it refine the tower again. I do that at least five times a day in, in your home, in my own home. So anyway, <sighs> like sorry, an animal. sorry, guys. So we were kind of like, well, maybe we're not. Maybe t mobiles messing up on the walking directions with Google Maps and all that. Then, Johnny, the sky opens up and we have this one little umbrella
0: yeah, I can't <laughs> believe you had an umbrella. I never have an umbrella.
1: We, well, we knew it was a possibility, and so I'm telling you, it just starts torrential downpour, and we're walking with these two phones. Yeah, and she's like, and I can tell the umbrella's not big enough. It was kind of like Jack
0: and. Um, Could you tell it wasn't big enough because your wife was soaked and you weren't? <laughs> no, no.
1: It was the opposite. You're
0: like, Hold on a minute. It was. It was like Jack and Rose. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, at the end,
1: right? He can't fit on the table. So There's a door. He, the right? door, sorry. So yeah. he allows her to be on there. Now, he probably should have tried more than once. Yeah. I always thought you maybe you should have tried more than once, Jack, before you just resigned yourself to a frozen watery grave. Yeah.
0: But I think they did that on Mythbusters where they tried to see if two people could have fit on that door. <laughs> <'Cause they laughs> were, they really? Yeah, but it was a movie movie version of Mythbusters.
1: So she's under there dry, I mean, just dry right. and and I'm like I'm my head's dry, but my it's the the actually umbrella is making it worse. Like it's a it, is, drips. it is pouring down right. onto my shirt. Yeah. And she goes, "Just get under the umbrella." And I looked at her. It was like a Jack Rose moment. I go, "Honey, I don't know how to tell you this. This umbrella is not big enough for both of us. Yeah. I'm just going to get soaked. Let's just cross the street and try to find this restaurant." Like it was a and, and so she just And it
0: was your birthday of all things.
1: Well, yeah, but I'm not going to let her just get you soaked.
0: sacrificed. On your day. I
1: don't know if she... I, I think we were We were getting no, we a, all done that. a Come little on. heated at that moment, like trying to find out. You know, you're in this, but it, to your point is... And then we get to the restaurant, by the way. I'm standing in front, of walking, like, and I realize I look over at the door and there's a menu on the door. Yeah. Johnny, there's no sign for this restaurant.
0: Oh, it's one of those. like a speakeasy. There's no
1: sign. It's not a speakeasy. Oh. I walk in and the hostess... I, I'm... I'm a little perturbed,
0: oh boy, because
1: I've just been soaked in the rain. I go, you're like, it's my birthday. I said, do you guys have a son Yeah, for your restaurant. And she goes, oh no, mm-hmm. most people like. And she says these words to me. Yeah, we have this really interesting ceiling, and we're pretty much known by this artwork on the ceiling inside. But the ceiling, you could see it you from can't. the outside in the windows. Oh, where I I, so I was like. You're
0: known for your ceiling? <laughs> like, like you're the Sistine Chapel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like I'm walking around in a rainstorm in, in a yeah. restaurant I've ever been to? I live
0: here, and you're telling me... Yeah. And I just... You yeah. go, you're not known because I didn't know it. Right. So... Yeah.
1: But laura the whole time though was like i'm so sorry it's your birthday this is so this is a disaster and i, and I really did though i was laughing i was like yeah no to so your point, when things go
0: that wrong yeah. You're like, yeah it's fun and this is
1: a great story i said i'll tell this in the podcast this will be a great story it really was an adventure and we had a great night so it was fine
0: i don't know if it was a great story it wasn't it was, a great story you know it's what are we 190 episodes in though so but it, right we gotta come up with something it passes so. for great <laughs> <laughs> but i want to be that person though that goes this is right my dad was that person everything was an adventure, you know what I'm saying? Because every car we had broke I think you need that person – it's like that's the balance. Somehow you always end up with that person. If you have a happy, healthy family, you end up with that person, the other person kind of balances them out. If you have two, like, happy-go-lucky, like, star-eyed, that's not necessarily good.
1: You know what's weird is is I'm the guy that goes, we should have planned better. That's that's my way. Like, if if disaster strikes and we could have planned around it, Right. Then I'm like, this frustrates me. I should have foreseen this. But yeah. when I was a youth pastor, it was like I expected unexpected things. Mm-hmm. And I would. I'd make an adventure with the kids out of it. Like, you know, the bus blows a tire in the middle of Alabama and you're on the side right. of the road and Hey kids, you know, like the last for me though was survival. If you let them start to mutiny yeah. in their attitude, then you'll never get this trip back. Yeah. So now we're gonna hey everybody, we're gonna we remember the time we ordered pizzas to the rest area <laughs> on the side of the interstate where we waited for someone to could replace the tire on the big bus because you can't just change a tire on a big bus right. it requires you know i mean and like it was like the kids favorite memory right like that we had that you know or the time we were in the snowstorm going over the mountains trying to get to the ski trip that we could never get there we pulled the guitars out and just started doing songs and stuff and the kids enjoyed that more than the ski trip like they had that you know but truthfully we were kind of in danger (laughs) like it was it was a bad storm and our bus driver Bubba was just like you know and and we just started singing and you get those kinds of things and I go why can't I be that happy-go-lucky youth pastor type like for my daily life why am I like maybe
0: do you think it's like do you think it really is wiring can we be happy-go-lucky can you make yourself a happy go I think I'm I don't know and I wonder like what my arc is like if I was to look at positivity in my life in my, in my outgoing, whatever, in my, you know, how people view me, I wonder if it's a slope or if it's gone up yeah. or if it depends on like how my career's going or that would be really depressing if you felt that like everything's dependent on, you know, yeah. whether you're working or not or whether things are good. That would be really like sad to find out about yourself. We all kind of sense it like, well, I feel better when things are good or I'm more likely to be smiling and happy if things are like going well. Yeah. That's a bummer. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. I I, I meet people that, I don't know. I I think
1: there is wiring. I think there is, and I hate to, I know that a lot of our topics centers around aging today, but I do think that the more evidence I have of negative things happening, I find myself falling more into cynicism, like just because I have the track record now.
0: Part of that too is I think it's like, we want to be like, we love being right. And so cynicism gives you the ability to be right if something goes wrong. Yeah. You can go, Aha, I told you this was crap. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And then you get that feeling of like even though things are crap, you still get to feel good about being right about them being uh-huh. crap, which is pride. It's just it's and you might have contributed by that to them being bad by also being so negative all the time. Yeah.
1: No, like I'm, you're adding to it you remember this from me at the staff table I am the guy that when something goes bad that I go hey everybody uh, I told us we shouldn't have done this oh, yeah. I told you we should have done oh, it this people way ha- people hate that guy yeah <laughs> and I'll act like it's to stop us from doing it again and sometimes it is when we've done it five times in a row and right, it keeps blowing up and I keep to, then I'm like yeah. hey everybody I'm really right. upset it's, to it's time now. to
0: fire Johnny like <laughs> let's release him how many him. times he needs to just go on and do stand up are we up? going to let this happen this building is an atrocity <laughs>
1: But I just, that's funny, I just, I don't know, I want to be the positive guy. Yeah. But how, okay, here, let's, let's go even deeper into the layers. Okay. How much are the positive people creative, creating positive circumstances through their positivity? That, if I knew that was happening, then I'd be more likely to try it. Well, that's uh, – again, now, if you if you sort of meld that yeah. with a lot of the religious things we were raised with, that's yeah. sort of the idea. Right. The positive Manifest people – Manifest destiny
0: or you speak it and you right. – Yeah. will create – Life and death and the power yep. of the tongue, Yep. Which can go completely off the rails too if we know that. We've seen it. You yeah. Know, we've seen it go off the rails. But I do believe, yeah, I think <sighs> – that's the thing. If I, I, It's hard to know. You know, you you have a view that you have of yourself, and then you really, if you're honest with yourself, you go, "How do, do other people view me as a positive person? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't. I'm afraid to even ask the question because probably not. I think that people
1: who are acquaintances or 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 know me somewhat, like as a pastor, but yeah. don't know me that well personally, consider uh-huh. me very positive, right? Uh, and people who know me more intimately, yeah.
0: don't. I, don't think, I wouldn't thing. think, that wouldn't be my first thing is to be like, is Johnny, is John positive or negative though? Well, yeah, that's a that pretty light area. That's binary, a like, that's like deep into the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I I want, I want it. Maybe I just want to want it. I want to but why be, do you want it? I think I'd be better off. I think when I see somebody who's, like I, like I said, I used to feel like, oh, they've put their head in the sand. Now I look at like a positive person and I go, okay, what are they, they, They seem like they're getting more out of their life than I am. I want to meet a person, and I don't mean to make this Enneagram
1: related, but I really do. I want to meet someone who's wired like me who's a positive person. That's who I'd receive from. When I meet someone who's just positive, I go, well, they're just wired differently. Uh And I'm okay with that now. Hey, we're all wired differently. I'm not trying to be like you. Like Andrew's a seven. He can't remember the negative things sometimes. He's so wired to avoid
0: pain. Yeah. And uh, it's a and I love it about it. Or just like, to move forward. Like some people just move forward like the inertia of their lives, they leave they leave uh you know uh failures behind so quickly. Like um Bill Belichick's famously kind of a grouch in in uh press conferences. Yeah. He gives these one word answers. He won't give anything to the press that could, you know, help his you know, right. his uh, you know, the other teams. But he's famously like if you ever get him one-on-one, he's actually kind of a jovial person. I've seen interviews with him and he's kind of funny. And I've seen him like talk to students and stuff and he's laughing. And you're just like, what's this guy's deal. But one of his most famous press conferences is like, they got like shut out in a game a few years ago. And they kept asking him like, what could you have done differently? What do you think happened? Do you think the defense just knew what you were bringing? And he goes, I I, I don't know. It's just on to Cincinnati on to Cincinnati became his thing. Cause that was the next opponent. Yeah. Like I don't, we got mad at that because we wanted him to, like, own up to the failures. Yeah. But literally, like, he was like, I can't fix it now. I can only fix Cincinnati. I think I lived that way early.
1: You remember whenever I got fired from my first yeah. pastoral job and this job opened up, it felt very much like this is what I'm supposed to do. Right. Because there's a lot of weird things that happen.
0: Yeah. It felt like destiny.
1: Yeah. And I... I'll never forget. We had some kids who helped us do helped us move and we drove away and they were sitting on our doorstep at our old house crying. Yeah. And it was like, it was too painful, I think for me to process.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So I just kind of put my, I I set my face towards the sun, you know, kind of thing. And just was like, I'm, I'm going this way. This is where I know God wants me to go. Right. I didn't try to get fired. I didn't. You know. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't
0: like you. Yeah.
1: Like I'm out of when I'm out of control. It's actually kind of a gift. Like. Yeah. I forget who the quote is, but someone says nothing so marvelously clears the mind than a lack of choices.
0: I, I said that. I think that was Johnny W <laughs> who said. <laughs> it, no, you're right. It's the it's the same. It's the reverse of. The quote that I've said before, which is uh, anxiety is the dizziness of freedom. Yeah. So when we have a lot of choices, we have a lot of freedom. It it can be a paralyzing thing. Yep. Instead of a freeing thing because we're like, I could do the wrong thing. Whereas if you just don't, if you like when you're broke, you just, I remember even in the early stages of the pandemic, when all my shows dried up, there was something very galvanizing about pulling out a dry erase board and putting all my bills on it and going, we have no money coming in for three months. Yeah. This is what we owe. This is what we have. This is how much we have for groceries. Like it was very sobering, but it was like my wife and I became a team more than we had yeah. in the months leading up to that moment. Yeah, we 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 had no choices but to pull out our bills and look at them. Whereas before we'd just been like cavalierly, like, oh whatever, you know, we'll right. figure it out. More money will come in. When you know no money's coming in, now your choices dry up, and you go, we have no choice but to clip coupons and figure this out. Yeah. And there is something
1: about By the way, it was Henry Kissinger. The absence of alternatives clears the mind marvelously. So sorry, I had adapted that in my mind.
0: I think I like mine better. Yeah. Kissinger. He hemmed and hawed over there.
1: (laughs) But I mean, you're so I mean, you look at, you know, again, let's not let's not put rose colored lenses on the Depression or World War Two or the absolute just disaster and travesty of it all. But, there, but it is the moment where we call the greatest generation. It is the moment we look back and we right. make movies about it They had still.
0: to rise. They had to, right. you know.
1: That adversity produced in them a response. And I think that's, if you compare to where we are now, the type of adversity that we're facing today, it doesn't have as clear of a response. There's a, there's a lot of responses. You could, right. you could dive bomb into conspiracy and cynicism, even Christian conspiracy and cynicism, and 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 you can rail against those things, you know, and, and spend your life yelling and shouting and yeah. all those things. And both sides can do that. Um, even the action – like the actions are less clear. And there's a lot of studies about that in terms of the war on terror. Right. I mean there's – what is that? Who right. is who is terror
0: exactly? Right. To Whereas fight. we knew when we we're fighting the Nazis, it's like we're all against the Nazis, right? All right. right. Well, then bring all your metal and we're going to melt it down into tanks or whatever right. and you build and, this calf. Wait, no, that's another wait, story. That's a, that's a different <laughs> one. <laughs> um, but all that said, if you want to have more <laughs> great fun like this, uh, go to talkaboutthatpodcast.com. dot com. All of our episodes are archived, mm. and uh, you can also check out our Patreon page. There's links to my social media. My website's linked there. Uh, John has a new book uh, that's been out a while, but uh, go to that uh, notsoblackandwhitebook.com and, white and mm. you can leave an Amazon review uh, five stars, please. That'd be great, yeah, or a rating, even if you will. Oh, a rating. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, yeah we've had quite a few ratings and reviews in the last... Rate it, review
0: it, it helps people yeah. find the book, and it's an important book right now. And uh, yeah, so yeah, that would be great if you did that. And I think we're up to, what are we, 190 This episodes? will be 191, I think. We're getting close to that 200th episode. Are we, have we pulled the trigger on whether we're going to do um, the live? I don't. Number one, I need you to change That's that. That's nine weeks, right? I think I'm I'm offended by pull the trigger.
1: I think you nine, should a better...
0: Nine weeks. You're offended by it? Nine weeks away. <laughs> yeah, it's coming up. We're going to pull the ripcord? <laughs> that means you're kind of bailing out of it. We're going to
1: pop the can? I don't know. Uh um, oh, that? Pop the top? Pop the top of a can, yeah. Yeah, Sure. I don't know. Just stay tuned on that. There's so many other changes coming. It's hard to know. I think you're and, afraid to
0: overpromise and underdeliver, deliver Johnny, that's because we do that a lot. Yeah, you're right. So I don't... But we're pretty faithful to do these. You know what? I don't know. If
1: we do get I in here. we should
0: get some some kudos for our consistency.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think what people should be like, if you think this just happens, <sighs> I mean, we got to drive all, off all the our way. Get our back,
0: guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> We lashed out in yeah. anger and I apologize.
1: Yeah, continue to pay attention to the things. Uh we will be uh hopefully in the next few weeks at least, we're gonna be there was a funny a funny joke that we made on accident uh about Norman Conquistador and our good friend Aaron oh, yeah. drew a cartoon about it. And he so, drew a
0: character, the Norman conquistador. And it was he drew so f- Norman conquistador.
1: So funny. Thank you, Aaron, for that. We'll be we'll be tweeting that out here. Uh, we should
0: or, wait till we do the video and it could just be hanging up behind us. That's
1: true. That's true. I do have another Aaron original up
0: here of Smokey Dog
1: uh, on my desk oh, right now. That's he, right. Yeah, I forgot he did that. ordered some of his artwork, and uh, he sent me that. This is an extra. What a we great guy. We need to guy. link him in the show
0: notes. Yeah, we do.
1: We we need some show notes. We do.
0: <laughs> I'll put it on the descript. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Johnny does a great job on our description, by the way. Uh, you know you get at the beginning of every show, but uh, that's a good way to get your friends to listen to the show because those in and of themselves are enjoyable. And, Johnny, mm. I applaud you. Thank you for your great work on the description of the show. So it's not even my birthday. Mm. Nice. Mm. Well, guys, thank you for the time you spent with us today. We hope you enjoyed it. Hope you have a happy new year. We'll see you next week. On talk about that.